I don't really look at the bill, unfortunately. <laughs> really? Well, this is the first year because we, we couldn't do wood, so I just right you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's gone up so much. I'm scared. Yeah. Now I have to look. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. I, I don't even main, I don't even know what the name of the gas company is. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry. Your browser will tell you. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah, you'll get an oh, ad for it. Oh, you want to tell. Just click through. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my God. Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And uh, the plantar fasciitis of Pajiba, uh, Dustin, Thank you. Uh, aka <laughs> Justin Rolls. I'm a pain in your foot. Yeah, that's <laughs> accurate, actually. <Yeah. laughs> I, it, I didn't necessarily mean it that way but now now i do and that's what i meant the whole time so uh you're welcome dustin uh thank you uh i i this is not related to anything except that um you you guys listen to podcasts and i i do also and i feel like all of us listen at like a accelerated speed right yes absolutely Uh, not (laughs) what no Do do you slow it down tori yes (laughs) um the reason why i ask is because i on occasion i'll slow it down to actual speed and uh and check it out um it's specifically there's one that breaks down music and like so to hear the music clips you know you want it to be at the actual speed and uh i am shocked every time to realize how slowly everyone is actually speaking and i feel like in my head i don't know if i'm doing that here but i feel like I'm not because in my brain I feel like I'm racing like I'm like I've become used to the idea of people speaking faster. Uh No, everybody's going to slow down our podcast and listen to sound what you sound like at normal speed. I don't think anyone's going to do that. No. So, we don't have to worry about that. It'll take an hour and a half to get through the podcast. Yeah, yeah you take, don't want that. It takes it takes that at normal speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. Nobody's going to But I think that that's so there's this uh, something I've noticed not through podcasts but with uh, my local radio station is mm-hmm. there is like this local weatherman, and he speaks in a, a fairly like Vermont dialecty thing, which is hard to pinpoint unless you're familiar with it. But there are certain ways that people pronounce things, and uh, and you can tell that he's trying so hard to enunciate during the like you know, 30 seconds of airtime he gets for the like weather update. Mm -hmm. And it makes the entire thing sound so charmingly awkward. Because he's just he's, you know, I'm here in St. Johnsbury. (laughs) And like, even his own name, he has to like slow down and enunciate. And I think that's, you know, and I, I think that applies to podcasts too. Like when you're we feel like we're talking fast, but we're also trying to be, well, some of the time we're trying when we're not too drunk, we're right. trying to say things clearly and not just, you know, mumble our way through. So right. 
uh, Speak for that's yourself. also part of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can't all be Dustin. So. <laughs> you know, you know I, Dustin I finally listening. gets a microphone that works and, you know. Yes. I, as much as I dislike television podcasts, I started listening to uh, uh, Joanna's, uh, our friend Joanna and the Ringer uh, do the Euphoria recaps every week. Because mm-hmm. I enjoy hearing the perspectives of other people about that particular show. I like how you just never talk about here. You just diss television (laughs) podcasts on a television podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really care for them, except for Joanna's. (laughs) Not except for ours. And and you you once did a podcast with Joanna. I did. I did. Yes. So how how no comment? Would you say that you launched her podcast career? Uh, Did she launch yours? (laughs) Yes. She's oh, she launched yours me to the so, stratosphere. Yes, yes. So it's thanks to her that you're on this podcast. Yes, I want to say that we were the first regular podcast that she did, but I'm not even sure if that's true. She was a guest <laughs> on a lot of them before, mm-hmm. but I don't know when she started the other podcast. Anyway, it's very good. <laughs> Listen to it. It's about Euphoria. It's on the Ringer. What's it called, Dan? The Prestige Podcast or something? Uh, I think it's called the Prestige TV Podcast. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> Do you want us to be talking about Euphoria? Uh, it's not a show that I can talk about with you guys because it, it's really sort of a show you have to have watched to talk. And I don't want to talk about it with other people. It just sounds creepy if you're talking about <laughs> Euphoria unless the other people you're talking about it with have also seen it. Because you're talking about basically teenagers doing lots of very lascivious things. You do realize you're our boss and you could just tell us to watch it. Yeah, we, we do not, no, occasionally all no. watch the same show. <laughs> like sometimes we even coordinate. Okay, but Euphoria, I don't, I, that's a, a, an uncomfortable show, I think, to ask anyone to watch. And it's, you know, the second season finale is next week anyway. It, it's, and you can't possibly watch it in a week because it would kill you. Right. It's a very dark, very bleak, and very uncomfortable show. It's it's a lot of times it really is like Requiem of the Dream, the TV series. Ugh. Yeah, oh. it's that it's that kind of show. No, thank you. No, I know there was a, there was a scene this week. Oh man, like this nightmare. This, uh, like I, you know, he's not actually a teenager, but he's playing a teenager. And he had a, a dream about his father mounting him from behind. Ooh. And it's just, oh, Eric Dane again. Oh. Did just, you get to, yeah. like, with the penis? Well, you saw, you didn't see the penis this time, but oh, you saw okay. enough. And it was just, oh, just really brutal to watch. Anyway, that's Euphoria. And that's Dustin's accidental Euphoria <laughs> Minute. <laughs> Can we talk about crypto now? Uh, we, we can. Talk. We got. We got. Uh, we got at least one compliment uh, on our crypto segment, which was well researched. Obviously, uh, as researched yes. as we are about our alcohol, uh, mm. which means wait, wait, wait. Before about... we move on, oh. I just. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just have to make a correction from last week. Segue also. Oh. I know. I know. But we talked about Ithaca Bucks 
and it's not called Ithaca Bucks. <laughs> what is it called? It's called Ithaca Hours. So you earn money based on the amount of hours you work. And then that's sort of like currency based on so, the number of hours. So you're spending time. Yes. At the Do they literally that's pay that's you weird. to be in Ithaca? I, I don't know how it works. It was a weird thing. But basically the farmer's market and your doula, they will take it. Is this like that movie about time with Justin Timberlake? Oh, I remember and that. Other people, which I haven't seen, but I know that's something about trading time. Yeah. yeah Imagine if I it had been in it. Ithaca. Everyone uh, would, would let their counters run out. Yeah. Fun fact about Ithaca. Did you know it's in upstate New York? <laughs> <laughs> That I did going. know was upstate New York. Okay, so it's central New York. No, no, no. Literally. That is definitely upstate. Yeah, it's up. All it's right. it's upstate New York. State. Uh, all right. What 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 Vermont beer are you drinking this week, Dustin? <laughs> the same one, Arthur. <laughs> I'm okay. shocked that you still have some. I was. I'm I have joking. one left after this, and but I'm going to Vermont this weekend, so maybe I'll get some more. It's all I want to drink. But I save it for the podcast because you guys are special. Oh, even Joanne though we're your <laughs> <laughs> your second favorite television podcast of the two you That's listen right. to. <laughs> Wait, Dustin, do you still listen to the Scrubs one? No, I quit that a while ago. Oh, it was okay. just. It was just too much. I mean, they were doing, they, they went back to twice a week for a while. And I was like, this is just too much. Do you still no, listen? No, I stopped a long time ago. I was just curious because okay. you, you like, uh, you like them so much. I do. I do. But it was too much. All right. Uh, Tori, what about you? I'm drinking like a wine spritzer. I don't know. I had a bottle of like very not great Pinot Grigio in my, my fridge that I needed for a recipe. And it's been in there for a while. And I'm like, I just need to finish it. So mm. adding some soda to it, making it a spritzer. That improve it? Eh. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> let's think. Well, let's the more go you with drink, yes. the better it'll taste. Yeah. Yeah, by the end of the podcast, it's going to be like, yeah, I will have zero delicious. regrets. And no, then tomorrow true. morning, I will have many regrets. <laughs> All right. Uh, as for me, I am drinking a rice beer. Ooh. Uh, weird. Koshiri Kari Ichigo beer, which I've had before, I think, on the podcast. But it's expensive, so I don't get it very often. But um, So would you say that, so that makes it gluten-free? I think technically it is gluten but that's not hmm. the, uh, I don't think that's the selling, the selling point. point. Yeah, right. The selling point is just that it's a kind of an overpriced beer, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, the benefit is that it's, it's expensive in a way that I can't drink too much of it. So even though it's still cheaper than, I don't know, if you're at a bar, any beer. So yeah. Has it been uh, sponsored by the Foo Fighters? Uh, it has not, although I still have that, uh, a lot of that sake left, and uh, we'll drink it over the course of, I don't know, however much time. Although, I did see it in a local store uh, the other day, so it's, it's, Ralph's? it's getting out there in the world. Not Ralph's, but in a Japanese uh, grocery store. 
Uh, Ralph's is a weird grocery store. What? What? Just, just because Los Angeles, the grocery stores in Los Angeles, they're so tiny. What are you talking about? The grocery compared stores in Los Angeles compared to grocery stores in the rest of the country, except they're probably tiny? New York. Yeah. They, are they not like normal sized? I don't know. They they seem the same to me as compared to Hawaii. Yeah. I've been in Ralph's and they were small. And I remember Seth coming over here and coming into our grocery store and thinking it was huge compared to his grocery stores. Yeah, but what what is your grocery store? Is that uh, like a Hannaford's? We have a, we have a Hannaford and a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's. Uh, the Trader Joe's is like well, the Trader size Joe's of Ralph's. Trader Joe's is always smaller, right? Right. But uh, they're like... That's oh, our Ralph's Trader size. Joe's is smaller than Ralph's here. Then maybe you have a really small Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's I, actually, here I think are, are pretty small. We have the largest Trader Joe's. Maybe somebody said it was the largest Trader Joe's in the country. Yeah, was but it I, you, Dustin? Somebody else. You the one who somebody will correct somebody. me on that. <laughs> Justin Rolls mm. said it was the largest. I don't know. That's I think, right. I mean, cities just. You're going to have more stores and less room per store. So you just kind of, the footprint is going to be smaller. It's not because real estate is a premium. Yeah. Like New York City, like you don't, there, you don't have giant grocery stores because like A, there isn't, it would just be so expensive. You don't, there isn't like a space for it and B. Uh, everyone would just drive, you know, drive to New Jersey if they want to get to a big grocery store to right. stock up. But also, or, every every corner has a bodega, so it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. if most people are just, if you know, the day to day stuff, they're just getting at the corner. The uh, best grocery stores in the country are in uh, Central New York, uh, Wegmans, which is also in other parts of New York, or I think maybe Massachusetts. Have you been to a Wegmans? Uh, only in upstate New York. I don't. I don't. Oh think my I've god. Been to a they are amazing. What makes them so special? Though? <laughs> I don't. What, what is I, I'm not. Uh, they make food on, on on the premise. Like you can go and you can order food and get it, and like good food, like really you, good. You food. know, like IKEA. Other, other grocery stores that do. That no, no, not food. better than IKEA. I know that other grocery <laughs> stores do that now, but I think Wegmans did it. But Wegmans will like cook it in front of you, like pasta. Mm-hmm. You can get that All in. Right kind of you can't any... get it a hand so they have a they have a hot bar no. yeah they have a hot yeah no, a like, you really know... good one it's like <laughs> we used to go to dinner there at wegman's occasionally because it was so good it it's not just like single bachelor guy picking up a shitty meal to take home kind of food well, so have you ever so like in new york city you'll have these plate they're not bodegas but they're like they're essentially salad bar stores mm. like it's a oh, yeah, it's yeah. a shop front that has you know it'll have like a central kiosk that's like a, a, a salad bar but then around it is there's the ramen station there's the you know hot sandwich station there's a sushi station there's a like it's then yeah they make the food for you you can get and Do it's you... it's designed specifically for like lunch hour like at, you go out for lunch and you just there's one every couple of blocks and you can just go and get whatever you want and you would feel comfortable getting the sushi there. Yes. In New York. Yeah. All right. I mean, it didn't right. often because I would, you know, 
I would go for other things, but yeah. Look, I won't get like <laughs> airport sushi, but yeah. You'll get bodega sushi. It's not like a bodega though. It's kind of like, it's, it's like midtown lunch. It's fine. Like it's not right. great sushi. Like there are good sushi restaurants and I would prefer to get sushi there. But if I was like really hankering for sushi, yeah. It's fine. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm sure it's no Wegmans. Oh, how, how was the sushi at Wegmans? I don't know that Wegmans had sushi because it was upstate New York and I hope they didn't have sushi. <laughs> Listeners will back me up. People that have gone to Wegmans, they know. <laughs> what is the best meal you had at a Wegmans? I, they had this, um, this pasta dish that I just think about all the time. It's like, I don't even that I don't I don't even know what it was called. It was just like this amazing pasta dish. Was it olive vodka? It might have been. <laughs> yes, that sounds familiar. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so you got vodka sauce on your pasta at Wegmans. Uh-huh. That sounds great, uh-huh. actually. I feel I'm being mocked. No. Back me up. No. Somebody <laughs> Well, I've never been to Wegmans, but I'm sure some of our listeners have, and they will, they will, they'll come to your defense, Dustin, if you deserve it. Thank you. Alec Baldwin and his mother used to uh, like do commercials for Wegmans, but not his new wife. <laughs> no, no. Uh, all right. Well, I have no good segues, but we're gonna we're gonna move forward. Jump right in. We're going to move to the TV time now. So for those of you who don't like listening to us talk about TV, this is your exit ramp. Thank you for joining us. Uh, First up on the show, uh, the Peacemaker finale was on HBO Max uh, last week. And Dustin and Tori have seen it. I have not because I haven't seen it. it. Why haven't you watched Peacemaker? Good question. So when did it premiere? It premiered in January, right? Uh probably some yeah so it premiered at a time when i was busy due to you know work things being busy you have a job and then well not anymore but uh (laughs) (laughs) people are gonna be so worried about you it's fine it's fine don't worry about it um uh kung fu returns march 9th on the cw uh (laughs) but uh i was um so i was i was busy at the start and then um i also haven't seen uh the new suicide, suicide squad. squad so i know i probably could watch it without that but that's part of it well uh, no you should yeah, watch it, it okay so you can't really that. watch it without it uh but i've heard good things and i've heard that it's very entertaining uh and so i would like to be further enlightened i just it's you get behind I really and, you know think it's the best superhero series i've ever seen like it's so different and so distinct and so it's like James Gunn, and the combination of uh, the James Gunn and DC is like, I don't know, this is what happens when you combine the fun of Marvel with the sort of edginess of DC. You get this this perfect sort of superhero show that's like profane and there's a lot of sex and it's super violent, but it's also super funny and like heartwarming and sweet. Yeah. It's like this, I want all, I want James Gunn to just control all of the universes now i'm a little 
sad that he's going back to Marvel for another Guardians yeah. movie. Like I like his yeah, Guardians I, movies, but it's like you like him. They're gonna feel watered down now. Yeah, like there's mm. there are restrictions on him in the Marvel machine that it seems. And I, and here's the thing: I don't even think that DC is edgier. Like the source material, I would argue Marvel tends to be edgier. It's just that the entertainment machine like the yeah. the movie and tv side of things dc is willing to take more risks mm-hmm. um and, right. and and peacemaker like makes fun of superheroes uh, like other dc superheroes all through the just it's hilarious and this the finale rants about batman and superman and yeah. Uh, well, and, and they Arrow. got the Flash and the and, a, and uh, Aquaman oh, yes. to show up in the finale. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like, right. Fuck you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Because <laughs> Aquaman was like fucks fish, and like right. they were making fun of him for that, and then and then Aquaman is like, uh, why does he keep make fun of me for fucking fish? And Barry's like, well, you do, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> So they That's actually the kind got of those show it two. Is. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's not just that kind of show, like, because that makes it sound like it could be, you know, like a, um, like a robot chicken spoof. Yeah. Like, or it, sound, it, it sounds kind of like the way that uh, the boys satirizes. Right. Heroes. And it's not like right. this is much more heartwarming. So like, what made I think the show interesting, and why I do think you have to see the later um you don't have to see the first suicide squad movie if you don't want to mm-hmm. but the you second should. one like james james gunn's right. suicide squad movie um because john cena's character like peacemaker in that movie is a dickhead mm-hmm. like he's the worst mm-hmm. and like he's john cena so he's still like kind of like funny and whatever but like he's awful um and he does an awful thing and the show, and so like when there was the spinoff, I was kind of like, I don't want to spend more time with that character. And the triumph of the show is that it like, it took this character who you you walk out of that movie hating, mm-hmm. and it doesn't redeem him, but it gives him more layers and makes him actually like sympathetic, and okay. and you start to root for him, and that's. If the show had come before the movie, it wouldn't have been as impressive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like not into the show, like just because I was already anticipating, like, oh, that character, like, I really like just drives me nuts. And then, and James Gunn pulled it off. Like, it ends up being a really entertaining show that, like, um, yeah, just deepens the character without like letting him off the hook. Mm-hmm. I had seen Suicide Squad and I didn't remember Peacemaker that well. And then I watched half the series and went back and watched the movie again. Yeah. And expecting, but uh, expecting Peacemaker to be. Who he is in the show? Better. Yeah, more like he is in the show and he's not at all. He's just a terrible fucking guy. Yeah. He's, (laughs) he is horrible. Like you will, he is, you hate him in the movie. And then when they announced the show, it was like, why him? Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that it's John Cena and you know that he's game for it. And he'll right. like, you know, and he, and there is a lot of the saving grace of it is just that, like, he's so willing to do anything. Right. Um, you know, he yeah, he goes for it. But yeah, the show, uh, man, I was not expecting to like the show as much as I did, even though I like James Gunn and I, you know, um, because if... 
it would be so easy to continue hating his character. Right. Oh, and the soundtrack. Oh, my God. It is so incredible. It's, it's like... the most Dustin soundtrack. Okay, <laughs> really explain is. this, Dustin. It's like fucking hair bands. Oh. It's a lot it's of like... hair bands, but it's like it's like deep cuts. It's like Choir Boys and uh, 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 Faster Pussycat. Like, it's like hair metal that only people who really got into hair metal in the 80s would would recognize. Were you really into hair metal in the 80s, Dustin? I, I was. I was. <laughs> Did you have the hair to go with the hair metal? Uh, I had, a, I was a weird uh, combination. So I had the new kids vanilla ice hair. So I had the pompadour, but also the striped sides. But then I also wore chains and like, uh, I couldn't afford leather pants, but I wore, a, a, I know, a, a tutus because they, they looked like leather pants. Wait, tutus? <laughs> like, you know, the people, the ballet things. Those don't look like what? leather pants. They what? like clingy. No, no, tutus are the the two the the fluffy skirts. Yeah. Oh, 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 not tutus. What are they are you called? Are talking about like the, the... leggings or like Yeah, the tights or whatever the tights? ballet dancers yeah, the, use. Yeah, yeah, tights. I'm yeah, now. I cut, sorry. I got really stuck on picturing you with vanilla ice hair sorry. chains and a tutu. Is there a is there a photo that can be referenced I, for the I header in the in the header? I hope not. No, no. <laughs> would would uh, producer Seth have a photo? Mm. I don't think so. No, no. I didn't. I didn't know Seth yet. Mm. My mother might, but you'd have to track her down. And the nicest mobile home in all of Redfield, Arkansas. She on Facebook. She is. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we've got some homework to do. Okay. <laughs> Either that or we can just do an, we can do an artist rendering for the header image. Oh. Yeah. Or you uh -huh, just uh -huh. take Dustin's face and, and, and draw around <laughs> it. Anyway, so the finale uh, <laughs> is, uh, I really thought while I was watching it that he was ripping off, ripping himself off a lot, ripping off oh, Slither, Slither, which is yeah. like, an amazing uh, horror movie from like, I don't know, 2005 or something? 2006, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah around there. that makes sense. Anyway, uh, th there's a lot of similarities in the in the bad guys. Uh, and also, the sense of humor is like very similar across the board. But it's just James Gunn's sense of humor. Yeah. That's been really muted by Marvel. And you don't, well, it's there, but it, but it was weird because in within the the realm of Marvel, like like Guardians of the Galaxy felt revolutionary, right? Yeah, when it came out, just because it was not a single, it was it was a team from the get go, and it was scrappy, and the humor was there, you know, to the extent that the Marvel soundtrack. would allow, and the soundtrack and everything, like it it was. It was so different at that time from what Marvel was doing, but still kind of of a piece. But it's and so that's why it's kind of so interesting to turn around and see what he can do when like DC is like, no, literally like have fun. Yeah. You want to like have Aquaman swear at the flash? Like, we'll let you do that. We'll, <laughs> we'll pay the actors, like do whatever you want. Um, yeah, it's kind of I don't know. I also kind of just want him to make his own things too, though. Like he's great within these universes, and I think he's—I think they're definitely setting him up to maybe be like the next Snyder. They're like just giving him a lot of control. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but it's definitely curious like okay so he goes back to marvel does one more guardians movie i don't think he'll do any more with them uh, i can't see it but also suicide squad didn't do that well so I'm but it was wondering... released straight to streaming yeah, i think right. yeah like it was a weird and i don't think they really expected it to do that well it just had to it wasn't it just wasn't the first one mm-hmm. and i think like if it gave them a base to do spin-off shows that's enough because now they're building kind of a universe around it. Right. And where the show, where Peacemaker ends is kind of a really interesting. So there's like the the plot of Peacemaker, which involves like this alien invasion of a sort, uh, just smaller scale from what the movie was. Uh, but in the finale, you have this kind of outing of Amanda Waller, uh, the Suicide Squad kind of program, taking these prisoners from... Uh, Belrave the the prison and and making them kind of play superhero to get time off of their sentence like you know you kind of have this whistleblower moment uh, which means that in the the universe of of DC now there's a question of like if they were if they continue for another season or another movie like there is now this plot going on where like the world is now aware of what Amanda Waller has been doing it's out of the shadows um which can Isn't which can be interesting. Another spinoff in the works. I forget what the other one was. I think there is, in addition to like another season of Peacemaker. Right. I don't remember what the other one was though. I don't either. We probably should have mm. looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> also, I always call this show Pacemaker. <laughs> it does want to be Pacemaker. It does, it. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Robert Patrick is wonderful in the in the show yes. as an absolute, <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, he's like a Ku Klux Klan like supervillain. He's called the White Dragon. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, he's like if Tony Stark was like a redneck asshole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And Steve Agee is is a G Agee whatever he's amazing. Yeah. But he was mm. in the movie, yeah. No, it's yeah. good. It's you know, Dan, you should you should consider it. You've I got some plan free time, to. right? It's on my it's you, on my list. You'd like this. You'd like it. I I will. I now I gotta find the movie. And watch that. The movie is on HBO Max. It's all on HBO Max. I gotta click on HBO Max. And... Oh God! You gotta like you gotta so press clicks. the button a couple times to <laughs> yeah. you know. There's a lot of good stuff. Man, on you HBO don't Max. have sometimes it gets buried. FOMO at all, do you? If you guys talked up something like this, I would be like, I couldn't sleep until I'd watched it. Yeah, you've turned right around and watched Murderville. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I will watch it. Don't worry. Um, Some of us are less prone to peer pressure. Yeah. It's mm. a strength of character. Mm-hmm. Is it? Some some people like to <laughs> like to really just forge their own path. You know. Uh, you, you know who's someone who does like to forge her own path is uh, Miriam Maisel. Oh my God. She does indeed. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Nice segue. Great, great segue. Uh, the marvelous so you've been, Maisel. You've what? been watching all, all, all the whole show. I didn't realize that you were also watching this. Oh yeah. I, I mean, we must um, have talked about it at some point. 
It's the Paladinos, so they have their brand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's about comedy, so that's... Yeah, that makes sense. You are uh, a comedy editor. And uh, it is... Uh, it's set in New York, you know, which which I enjoy, so... Uh, it's back for season four. That's kind of all I have to say. Um, no, yeah, it's, I... <laughs> it's weird because it's been gone for more than two years, and so yes. it's one of those shows that I kind of felt like I didn't go back and revisit, uh, and so it felt um, it was it had just been so long that I it was it was kind of like I was relearning how to watch it a little bit. I miss well, there's some stand up in this one. I really like it when she does stand up. Um, oh yeah, there's only yeah. First episode, there's the, there's a little bit, and the second episode, basically none. Yeah. Except for when she when she does the other guy's act for thirty seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. Writing jokes is hard. Well, she's she's sort of been busted back down to square one in her career. Right. Because and, she was fired from from the tour last season, or. And, inappropriate jokes. And I don't. Yeah, I don't remember either. And I didn't go back and look. Yeah. I just remember Shai Baldwin fired her. for. A, I thought maybe she showed him up by being too good. I don't remember. No, I think, wasn't it she, She. this is, this is riveting content to, to try mm-hmm, to remember mm-hmm. what happened two years ago. <laughs> didn't she like, like say something that kind of like outed a secret or whatever in making fun of oh. him? I don't know. Maybe that's not right. Anyway, did she, she, she did she have she a romantic something. thing with them? I thought she did. <laughs> okay, I um, I couldn't quite remember that either. Yeah, been a while, and anyway. it's not only been a while, but we watched these because it's uh, one of those shows that's released all at once. You watch it all in a day, and then you forget about it. But now they're at least they're releasing it weekly. Right, this season they are they released the first two episodes uh, last week, and now they're going to do weekly after that. Um, oh, smart. there was there was one thing though, Dustin. That I want to ask you that because it seemed weird to me. Uh, so there's a moment in the first episode this season where Susie uh, goes to a bar and ends up being tricked by the local magician, magician hypnotist yeah. into buying her a beer. Yeah, but that was a in weird that scene. they they did a they did a like basically when she gets tricked, they play it straight like they play it like he's like like we we see it from her perspective so like he he somehow convinces her for a moment that she's in a forest, and when he does it like the the scene cuts to her in a forest, in a way yeah. that was really jarring and like felt kind of out of place for the show. Yes, um, I agree. Was that that's accurate? Like I like I, I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. missing that they did that before previous seasons. No, they've never done anything like that before. Okay, um, and I hope they never do it again. <laughs> I don't. It was jarring, um, and uh, and there were a couple of shots where it felt very much like, oh, this feels kind of COVID restricting related, but that's. That's not a you know. Oh, I could, yeah. I mean, it's it's not something I'm complaining about. It's just like it's the reality of making TV right now. Um, it's but, also kind of weird that Joel is still hanging around. I mean, I guess he is the father of her children, who are kind of not really characters, but 
I don't know why Joel needs to be around so much. I don't know why we have to have a story about Joel. Because he's on he's on his own journey. Is it inevitable at this point that she ends up playing at his club to get her career back? Probably. And I assume that yeah, they're right. going to end up together again. Really? You think so? Probably. Well, yeah. Well, probably. I just want her to end up with... Uh, uh, pfft, what's his face? Lenny Bruce. I know that's not gonna happen. That seems unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Given that, but Lenny he's Bruce so good in this. Person. He is, although we haven't seen him yet this season. No, we haven't. Um, also, isn't he there in what 1960? So mm-hmm. aren't they pretty close to when he died? Oh, oh no! Did he die in like 62? I don't 63? know. I don't know. Uh, Tori would know, right? Nope. Tori, does this sound like a show that is interesting to you? I like the stand-up-y parts, but it sounds like there's a lot of drama. There is a lot of oh, drama. 66. Oh, okay. There's a lot of drama, but it's a mu- It's sort of light-hearted drama. Um, I it's fast-paced. Watched, I also didn't watch Gilmore Girls, though, so I don't really mm-hmm. have a barometer for whether the Palladinos are like mm-hmm. my jam. It's a lot of fast talk. This um, reminded me, uh, because I read uh, how to influence people uh, because, of, uh, pump up the, because of Pump Up the Volume, because uh, Hard on Harry watched it, which brings me to, um, I'm reading the Klosterman book, and I just have to ask you. Which Klosterman this, this, book? The new one, the 90s. Oh, okay. And it's, it's fine. It, it, it's actually really good, but... It's interesting to grow up in the 90s and this sort of hear about the 90s as sort of like uh, from a historical perspective because you, you're like, the 90s was like three days ago. How are you talking about this as history? But it is. Right. Anyway, I want to ask both of you. I think you're both a little younger, but still of the uh, same generation as I am. That's right. Well, you um, just turned 50, right? No, I am not 50. God damn it. <laughs> I, think, I think you're both what we call geriatric millennials. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. You're not a geriatric millennial, <laughs> you're, Dustin. No. You're Gen X, I am right? a Gen you're X. A, yes, a, yes. Full Gen X. Okay. So, Reality Whites, have you both seen it? No. No. Oh, fuck me. I can't have this conversation with either of you. Never mind. <laughs> no, but it's the one with Ethan Hawke, right? I've seen the poster many yeah. times. Yeah. And like, you haven't seen Reality White, so you really aren't Gen X. Yeah, yeah. No, we really aren't. Yeah, I feel like I feel like for 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 us. Or I mean, I'm not not speaking for Tori, but just for people around. Go ahead, age. you can speak for me. Oh, okay, well, for Tori and, and and I, it was it was a little bit too. We were a little too young. Like we're old enough to remember the movie existing and seeing it, but yes. it wasn't a movie that we would have ever gone to the movie theater to see at that time. Right. So right. the only way to catch it would have been to catch it either on video or. If you have like an older sibling who makes you watch it or something like that. Yeah. And like I always meant to rent it. it. Yeah. Just never rented it. Yeah. Huh. It is the, the quintessential Gen X movie. Yeah. Well, what, what do we care? We're not Gen X. But then there yeah, are other no, ones yeah. that I would consider like probably, I mean, what would you consider like Heather's to be mm. yes, Gen, X Gen X or. Okay. But that yeah, was like, also. Pump up the That volume. was a childhood yeah. movie for me. Or like the John Hughes stuff feels like. Yeah, like Gen X, like like Gen X grew up with those movies, right? Yes, because there was Very this whole so. thing of like the stuff that Gen X watched as teenagers, but that like 
those of us with maybe more lenient parents let us watch it, you know, when we were like eight or nine or whatever, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, so there are some movies that are kind of, they do cross over, but mm-hmm. yeah, Reality Bites was one that just kind of. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll have this conversation elsewhere. I just like my bad. Pack up your toys and go. Dustin, you. I want to bring this back to the fact that you said the book "How to Influence People." No, no, no. How how to talk dirty and influence people? No, you just said how to influence people. Sorry, how to win friends and influence people? No, that's Dale Carnegie. But Lenny Bruce's was how to talk dirty and influence people. Okay, well, either way, you were just you're just on the you're really fixated on the influence people part. Yes, sorry, yes. But in Pump Up the Volume, Hard on Harry was obsessed with uh, How to Talk Dirty and Influence People, and that was like a favorite movie of mine growing up. So I read Lenny Bruce's book, which is my introduction to Lenny Bruce, who was, uh, you know, I, whatever. He was like very influential and very dirty for the time, but like pretty tame by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, that's where this all came from? What does that have to do with Reality Bites? Yeah. Oh, because it was Klosterman book, and then Hard on Harry, and Christian Slater, and generally. Gen X movies, and yeah, my brain just goes there. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I'm sorry that we're too young for you. <laughs> I know this is, but the thing is, Roxana could have this conversation with me, and I'm gonna have it with her. Yeah. We're sorry mm-hmm. we're not Roxana, Dustin. Yeah, Jeez. I know. Let's do a <laughs> podcast with her. And that's Marvelous Mrs. Basil. <laughs> uh, it's back. It's uh, It'll be back week to week. We probably won't discuss it, is my guess. But um, renewed for a fifth and final season. So there's at least one more season coming, and they will wrap up that story. Uh, speaking of shows renewed for back this week I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's i'm all thrown off on my on my transitions uh dustin wanted to talk about space force which returned for season two triumphantly on netflix not so triumphantly uh <laughs> what 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 do you mean dustin well, i mean if you didn't like the first season and you shouldn't have because it was terrible the second season is also terrible Aww. but it's shorter it is how much shorter? It, it's only seven episodes and they're like 25 minute episodes. And like, it's one of those shows where the credits come at like with four minutes left. So they're only like really 21 minute episodes. Hmm. So you can That's get through so it in weird. like one sitting. Yeah. But so it's like one murder bill. I mean, like it's like the same, almost the same length. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, but it's really bad. And like, with a cast like this, I just, I don't know how you, how how it could possibly be this bad? And Netflix is, and I was thinking about this the other day when uh, because Melissa Fumero and Randall Park are doing a comedy, right? Uh, called Blockbuster yeah. about being the last, working at the last Blockbuster, and how few comedies Netflix does now, and the ones they do are like this, which are just clearly they only did it because they got you know Greg Daniels and Steve Carell, and like well we gotta. And they just came up with this idea. And now this particular idea feels even more outdated because Trump is out of office. Does Space Force even exist anymore? I, I believe it, it does. does still yeah. Oh, well, then I guess it sort of makes sense because this season is about Space Force kind of existing and almost not existing. 
but it goes by so fast. It's like the first episode is like they're going to shut us down. And then they're like, oh, by the end of the episode, they get a reprieve of four months. And then the rest of the episodes are like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then uh, they talk about, you know, everybody's talking about getting other jobs elsewhere. And by the time the finale comes around, they save it and then it's over. In the oh, end. So it's, an, so it's an 80s movie. Yes. Where they need to, they need to save the, the old community center. Yes, but they, they don't even do it in a – right, but they don't even, like, have a, 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 you know, a raffle or a, play a game or in order to – Talent show. Race, race down the mountain. Exactly. There's none of that. Who would have thought – remember when there were the two Greg Daniel shows and we all thought this one was No, the other the one winner? is coming up. Yeah. The other, the other one's, one's coming, coming back, and weeks. I'm genuinely excited about it. Upload. Yeah. That one was – I think – that was I think Steve Carell co-writes yeah. this one, and I think maybe Steve Carell is not a very good comedy writer. Just what? a very good wow. comedy writer. Okay. Wow. Wow. I feel like maybe he, co- he might have contributed to Get Smart, which is also a bad movie. Oh. Okay, Dustin. Well, I love canceled. Steve Carell. Not, that doesn't mean he's canceled. a good comedy writer. Uh, what? What? Okay, so you know that he... He, you know, he wrote, he had to write many of his bits on The Daily Show, as an example. Oh, okay. All right. And All right. did a lot of writing with Colbert, you know, back in the day. Uh, he also created Andrew Tribeca, which was amazing. Um, he wrote The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, he was well, Andrew Tribeca was show, okay. So. I mean, yeah, I'm seeing this. Andrew Tribeca was, it had its moments. But I think the casts. I think the cast saved that one. That was also really broad and. Dustin, all comedy is 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 uh, execution. No, I know. And requires you know, yeah cast. Uh, I hear you. I just want. I just like... want to state for the for the listeners out there that the the views of Dustin uh, do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of. Pod Jaiba or, or Tori or myself. Again, I'm not speaking for Tori. But... No, you can speak for me. Okay, so yeah, let's speak for Tori in this instance. Uh, <laughs> and uh, these are just Dustin's Dustin's ramblings of a I stand by raised it. Gen X, 50-year-old. Um, Look, I want to no- support oh. Dustin, but I will point out that <laughs> Steve Carell only has seven writing credits on IMDb. And I don't really know how... Like, like The Daily Show isn't one of them, mm. which seems weird because I would have thought he wrote his segments, right? Uh, but no, he's got Dana Carvey, uh, 40-year-old version, couple episodes, only two episodes of The Office, Angie Tribeca, Space Force, and a new thing called Our Thing. So and Nobody really, really thinks have that a Steve Carell contribute a lot to 40-year-old version. That was all Davito. What? What? I mean, oh you can God. tell Forty Year Old Virgin is very much an episode movie. We we I feel like we need to move on before I Dustin. Don't, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, Space Force, you didn't like it. Um, I hated it, and you saw the first season and one episode of this, and you hated it. I saw the first season and an episode of this, and it's uh, it there. There's something I don't know what. 
I don't know what it is because the cast is really good. I mean, like you have uh, uh, Ben Schwartz, uh, Jimmy O. Yang, uh, Tony Malkovich, John, John Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, so there's a you know uh, the the cast is talented. You know, Greg Daniels obviously created The Office and has you know his own pedigree as a, a writer, um, but. Yeah, I don't know for for whatever reason. Just at least for me, it's it's not. Um, it it doesn't land. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because it it's born out of the Trump era, and we're not. We mm-hmm. don't know what was funny out of that era yet. I mean, that I don't know. I think that that's kind of a that's kind of possible because it it has this kind of. It has that kind of satire that, I think, before Trump would have been you'd be like, oh, look at how crazy these people are, and you could at least appreciate it on that level. But by the time the show came out, it was it was not nearly as crazy as reality. Right. In a way that it's like, oh, this is not... It, it, it towed that line a little too closely, you know, whether they meant to or not. Um, so. I really think you're talking around the fact that Steve Carell is bringing this down. Wow. What? This is the... You're just gonna... You're sticking with this. I am. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to blame. Office was great, so it's not Greg Daniels. Upload is great, so it's not Greg Daniels. What's the difference between Upload and Space Force? Steve Carell. That's that's right there. Wow. All right. Well, Steve Carell was in the Office. You realize? Yeah. I know, but he didn't. Well, he wrote two episodes, but he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't a writer. Also, Wegman's is an amazing grocery store. <laughs> Do you think uh, Steve Carell ever went to Wegmans? I bet he did. Yeah. What do you think he I ordered Steve there? Carell. The vodka pasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So. All right. Space Force. Your next transition, yeah. Dan. I don't have a transition. Yeah, no, I think we're all, we're gone. I'm all transitioned out. Uh, what's we'll, on her? Oh, so, uh, you know what's, no, I don't have a transition for this. No, no. <laughs> you know super... what, you know what sci-fi oh. show, oh, Tori, you have one? Well, I was going to say, um, so you know how like Steve Carell was in the office, um, mm-hmm. and there was another show called Parks and Rec and it had that guy uh-huh. called Adam Scott. Um, so he's got a show. And I don't think he writes songs. Tori's on it. taking the scenic route. Yeah. We're She's gonna... playing seven, six degrees of Steve Carell. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Some, yeah, we'll get to Kevin Bacon eventually. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that got us to Severance, yeah. the new Apple TV show. Um, so we're going to have two, we're going to talk about two Apple TV shows in a row. Again, and this is one that we've all seen, right? Wait, yeah, two Apple TV Both oh, of right. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone, you both watch this, right? Yeah. Yes. So we okay. only, we all only watch Apple TV shows. We all only, mm-hmm. yeah. We're all just real Apple TV diehards, apparently. Wow. Um, I hope Spectrum doesn't find out. You know, until they, uh, they, they know what they did. So bring so back they, Josh Hartnett. Bring back Josh Hartnett. Uh, <laughs> uh, Severance. It's a new. Uh, drama on Apple TV Plus. It is created by Dan Erickson, who uh, this is his first show. 
Like he, uh, this wow. Was, wow. This script was like, a, was kind of on, it was on one of those like lists where, you know, people read it and they love it about five or six years ago. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they picked it up maybe about three years ago and, uh, to, to make it. And, uh, so it's been, you know, it's been in development for a long time. Um, but it you is, can tell that Steve Carell had nothing to do with it. But okay. Ben Stiller did. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Ben Stiller uh, directed the first two episodes, and I think most of them, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's a drama set in upstate New York, I think. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's upstate New York. It's upstate somewhere, you know. It looks it's like cold. That. It's snowy. It's cold. It's snowy. Yeah. Uh, and the premise is that uh, Adam Scott and some of the other people that we meet work at a company where they will, uh, to work there, they basically implant a chip in your brain so that your work memories stay at work. So whenever you leave, then you go about the rest of your life. You don't know anything that happened at work. When you come to work, you don't know anything about the outside world. Um, right. And that includes like, you don't even know what your job is. Yeah. You don't know what your job is when you're at work. You don't know if you have a family. You don't know yeah. what your life is like outside. You basically have a split personality. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. This is one of those where I was, I was pretty much sucked in from the beginning. Um, yeah. It, it has a very distinct mood. Um, yeah. And uh, a great cast. Adam Scott. Uh, you have Zach Cherry, uh, who's been, a, who's like one of those guys you've seen in a bunch of things. Uh, Britt Lower, John Turturro, Patricia Arquette. Uh, Christopher Walken shows up. I yeah. thought he was retired, but I'm like, oh, th- nice to see him. <laughs> and he's great. In a yeah. perfect role, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and and a lot of it, I mean, we'll see where it goes beyond the first two episodes, but one of the things that you learn, at least about Adam Scott's character, Mark, is that he's uh, dealing with grief and loss, and so part of what uh, drove him to this job was the fact that it gives, or you know, at least when he took it initially, it gave him an escape from uh, from that grief, and uh, you know that was that was kind of uh, one of the reasons why he chose such an extreme uh, uh, procedure. Right. Uh, um, and there's an element to the show that's dealing with kind of uh, workers' rights and people protesting the idea that this company is even allowed to do a procedure like this. Right. Um, and then it kind of getting politicized with, you know, the idea that, well, some of the workers have chosen it. Mm-hmm. They're not forced into it. It's not the only job they can get. They actually, you know, what would, you know, and like you're seeing with Adam Scott's character, like why, what would make somebody agree to this and right. think that it's a reasonable course of action. Right. Um, and then there's a mystery going on because it's clear that uh, some of the people who... So he supposedly like works in archives or something. Uh, and, and the thing is, as an audience member, you are given and you see them at work, you see them outside of work. So you know the the lies that they're out, their outies, their outside right. selves uh, are given about their their jobs. Right. But you also see how kind of banal and how much is hidden when their inside selves are at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so their jobs are like his team, what is it? Metadata something. Weird. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so they look through code, 
well, it's not code. It's data that is presented as numbers. Yeah. And they and something about that chip in their head makes them feel a certain way. Right. So it's like there is a translation of whatever information is going through, even though their memories are wiped, they can't take their information outside of that office. They still don't actually know anything when they're in the office. Right. I think so, the way that they described uh, when so uh, Britt Lower plays a character named Helly, who is uh, she's kind of like the even though she's not the main character, we're following Adam Scott primarily, at least in the first two episodes. But um, she's kind of like the first day at work person who right. all of this is being explained to. And, you know, understandably is very disoriented when she first wakes up and realizes she doesn't know anything. Um, but uh, the way that they, they explain the job to her is that you look at these numbers and when they feel scary, then you kind of remove them. Yeah, you, and, you put them in buckets. You'll have an emotional reaction. Yeah, and it looks like nonsense to us, the viewer, but um, as abstract as that is, they they make it work. And like by the end of the second episode, you have kind of like a sense of like, oh, like I at least understand how this process makes sense to them, even though yeah, you know, to us it just looks like weird numbers moving around. Yeah, and I think that the there's. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, like, there's. They also kind of introduce the fact that there's uh, worker housing, mm -hmm. and it's pretty clear that, uh, like, Patricia Arquette's character, who is Adam Scott's boss in the office, it seems like she has her memories outside of the office. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's also kind of conspiracy going on where, like, not everyone has been sort of severed. Right. And the idea, well, it's sort of, you sort of come to this realization that uh, this chip or this idea that you're working, I mean, the your inner, any who works nonstop, it's sort of like a horror movie and you, you don't realize it until, like, the people who work, they don't sleep. So you just go to work and then you leave work, but then as soon as you leave work, you're right back at work. So you're right. just constantly at this particular person is just constantly at work they never sleep and like adam scott explains at one point that you can like think about trees or something to you know refresh yourself because you don't actually get to sleep mm -hmm. so the whole thing is like a nightmare that i don't think you would necessarily recognize until you signed up yeah. and gave away your yeah but on the flip side like <laughs> imagine your outside self who has no memory of going to work like yeah you lose eight hours of your day but for you your life is constantly brushing your teeth in the morning and having dinner yeah. and a beer at night like right um so yeah so i mean it's kind of an interesting it, you know kind of uh, an interesting way to look at the idea of a work-life balance and how unattainable that is for most of us by making it something that has been sort of like forced upon right. <laughs> these people uh, in the most absurd kind of dystopian way uh but th what they've also introduced is uh, a character who somehow managed to resign or right. leave and he was able to break the programming mm -hmm. and now he's like getting really sick right because he has these two selves 
who had two completely different experiences now kind of unable to uh, coalesce in his mind again. So his consciousness is bifurcated. Right. Uh, so that seems like it's not healthy. No. That's going to be a problem. Yes. And yeah, there's the mystery of like what their job is and the mystery of like why they keep them there. I don't know. It's going to open up, I think, several mysteries. And I think by episode four or five, this is going to be a theory show, which I'm looking forward to. I don't know. I'm kind of okay with it being like, I mean, obviously there are, you know, there are questions that they're going to answer, but I don't, I kind of don't mind it just being weird. And, uh, you know, like if we just got to know these people and, uh, you know, see the, the distinction between their lives uh, on the outside and the inside. Do we know if this is a limited series or? Uh, I don't know. I want to say it is not. So, okay. or at least it's not designed to, not necessarily designed to be. Huh. Um, but, uh, but I don't know. Um, so it could run for several seasons. It could. <laughs> I like the sound of that. So it's it's good. Speaking Everyone of theories, watch though, it. yeah. What does? Yes. It? Speaking oh, of your, theories, your freaking theory. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Dustin's gonna Whatever. take his his. I'm not gonna. I. It's at this point. I'm so. I have so much doubt about it. Because How do you like, have doubt? The, You're clearly right. I. But it seemed. Like it was a revelation when I rewatched it and discovered all of these things, but now it all seems too obvious. And like no, clearly, he can't be the killer notice, because it's too obvious. No, but did you notice the thing in the most recent episode, the Bye Bye Birdie? You told me I didn't even notice that. But that's like I know, it's clearly but maybe that's to... too obvious. Okay, somebody. Wait. We need to back up. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So Dustin wrote a piece. It, so he talked about it last week and then he wrote a piece for Pajiba explaining like in detail, all the clues that make him believe that, uh, Jasper. Thank you. Is the killer on the after party. However, if you happen to read the article shortly okay. after it was posted, <laughs> you'll notice that Dustin, uh, said it was Yasmin <laughs> like 50 times. Right. 50 so, it was exactly 50 times was, that yeah, i had to change it 50 that you had to change goddamn it. times uh i did notice you spelled it correctly once uh toward the oh, end oh i of did the you did yeah there was one yasper in, in a sea of yasmin i have no idea How? uh so I it was amazing know. so so on slack he he posts the article and then comes running to the podjiva channel and <laughs> Like, you know, when this is proven right, he's, you know, he's patting himself on the back when this is proven right, you know, like you're all gonna, I'm gonna be so up on my high horse or however you put it. And just immediately it was like, you, his name isn't Yasmin. <laughs> God damn it. It was amazing. So once we got that ironed out, uh, I think that Dustin, I do agree. I think you made a really compelling argument as loath as I am to say that and how, mm -hmm. Thank God you misspelled his name because it really helped this all be more palatable <laughs> to me personally. Um, okay, but and and you know I'm going to argue it. against myself here. Why? Uh, and say that 
maybe it's because I was looking for Jasper. And if you're only looking for Jasper to be the killer, then you can find lots of things. But if I were looking for Chloe, maybe I'd have found lots of things that would suggest that she was the killer. Who's Chloe? Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So this week you're going to write an article about how Chloe's the killer. Oh God. God damn it. But Uh, there was a lot of stuff that pointed at Jasper, but specifically... I mean, the the clincher was the fact that when the security footage that would have um, sh- that would have revealed who actually killed uh, Xavier was deleted uh, by uh, Detective Danner, um, Jasper was tweeting something next to them, right, and, right, uh, tweeting something that he that no one would actually ever tweet. So it was clear that he was probably doing something on his phone to erase the security footage. But maybe that's obvious. And somebody uh, suggested in the comments of that piece that they thought it in this most recent episode, there's a they discover a panic room. Yes. Yep. And they suggested there might be a two way mirror. And like some that that might have to do with the killer. And that really planted a seed of doubt for me. Well, because, yeah, because the whole thing is Jasper didn't know about the panic room. That was the one room in the in the house that he wasn't asked to install right stuff in like he never had access to it uh but maybe and maybe they were like they they knew there would be somebody like me that would follow all these breadcrumbs to jasper which was what they wanted to do which like jasper's really... a misdirect yeah and it was it's a very devious misdirect because he's on the it's one of those like triple crosses almost because it's like he's so obviously not the kind of person that you would suspect that it then makes you suspect him but then is that the fact is that the misdirect and so he he super isn't the killer like i don't know i just want more musical yeah dustin how did you feel about this episode being uh, largely animated um oh good question (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I kind of, um, um, it was fine. Did you watch it at 1.7 speed? Yeah, I I zoned out a little during the animation. But I followed it enough. Mm. Because I was looking for clues. And I missed the Bye Bye Birdie thing. Oh yeah, that one, um, they're explaining, uh, so it's, it's the flashback where... Zoe is in Xavier's room and Xavier is like about to put the moves on her. Oh, right. Um, But she sees that in his room, he's got a poster from their high school production of Bye Bye Birdie. And she's all like, oh, like you remember. And he tries to turn it into like, yeah, like it meant so much to me. And now I'm like the star of the show referencing a character in the, in Bye Bye Birdie. And she turns around and she's like, well, but that character isn't the star of the show. It's the nerdy songwriter which I thought was pointing to Jasper. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Although, uh-huh, Xavier uh-huh. also was a nerdy songwriter. Like, either one of them. Back in high school, he was super nerdy. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. There seems a lot for Jasper, but not as much. Like, I think a lot of people are looking at the Jennifers. 
And didn't Dan, didn't you suggest there was a Jennifer 3? No, I didn't suggest there was a Jennifer 3. I just said that the, the Jennifer's, uh, with with no evidence to back up my claim, mind you, I, I just assumed that the Jennifer's were behind it. Um, and took took the fact that Jennifer 2 in Zoe's uh, episode said that she had been tweeting mean things to Chelsea. I took that to mean, or not tweeting, texting. Uh, I took that to mean that Jennifer Two is clearly the uh, the you know the evil person texting everyone, and she's probably dead because Jennifer One killed her because she found out that Jennifer Two is not pregnant. Yeah, I like the idea that Jennifer Two is not pregnant. Yeah, like it's all. But just you don't pregnant. care about who the father of Jennifer Two is. Well, we don't no, know, I mean, right? They've never the, even the bothered dad. to. But they've yeah, never bothered maybe... to set that up, right? Yeah. No, but maybe that comes into play. I don't know. I mean, oh. it could because we know who Jennifer One's husband is, right? And we see how they yeah. get together, right? I don't think we've seen Jennifer Two's. Oh, right. interesting. I so kind maybe of assumed that's... it was also Jennifer One's husband. I thought that was going to be some drama that gets revealed. Ah. <laughs> oh. So Dustin, are you suggesting then that it would be like Jennifer Two's, like? Like the dad was Xavier, Husband, so she yeah. killed Xavier, and then like Jennifer Two gets killed some other way, maybe by Jennifer One or whoever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that plays in there, but it just like, I don't know. Either this is like clever. If it's if it's Jasper, it's a clever show. If it's somebody else and it also makes sense, then it's like a, it's like an amazing, mind blowing like second <laughs> season of Leftovers show. Mm-hmm. And if it's anyone other than that, then is the show a letdown? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know who next week's episode is going to be. The thumbnail of the episode has uh, Tiffany Haddish on it. So is it? Yeah, I think said... it's. I think it's uh, her point of view. But how? Huh. What, but she wasn't around. Yeah, that's why it's right. confusing. Unless Although, some people are suggesting that it's Detective Culp that right. is the actual murderer. That he's he that no one knows him, right? Or no one remembers him. Right. Like uh, like Walt. But you can't do that for two characters and like that's yeah. that's cheating. Also, the only way that works is if he's some sort of like insane stalker. Right. Which they could do. They could do also, like the crazy fan genre. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have seen him and like if he's in a background scene at the party in high school somebody would have on like online would have seen that and alerted like the entire internet to that (laughs) right yeah you'd think so but i don't know um so what are your what are your uh is anyone obviously dustin is sticking with uh with yasper is he well i'm assuming i am sticking with yasper but also i'm feeling a lot less sure about it than I was when it was just a bullshit uh, contrary now that, suggestion. Now that you've proven, now that you've proven <laughs> yes. your your point, you feel like it's less secure. Wait, wait, yeah, now, yeah, now that you have evidence. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I feel like for a guy who went to law school. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Uh, I feel like. I really wanted it to be Zoe, but her episode was so not Zoe, unless it's like she no. genuinely has multiple personalities, mm-hmm. which. Which they did hint at, at least. I mean, they kind of did. I mean, with her like 
fun Zoe and anger Zoe. Yeah, Mama Bear Zoe mm -hmm. and yeah. But I don't. I don't think I don't it's know. her. I don't know. I'm sticking with the Jennifers, even though I'm sure it's not them because they're not important enough for for it to matter. But they are important because what's going on with Jennifer too? Well, right, but I yeah. mean they're not important enough as like as far as motive for the uh, or like. I don't know. It, it, it would feel Maybe. a little weird. Wait a I second. Think. Jasper's the dad. Of Jennifer And they're too? working together. Yes, and they're working together. Why is that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what if they, Jennifer I mean, too did it to frame... Uh, what is her character's name? Uh, Chelsea? Chelsea for puking on her during the St. Patrick's Day party. <laughs> I mean, look, it's excessive, maybe. but like maybe she's just that crazy. Maybe, Could yeah. Be. Well, I think that they, with Jasper, every time they cut to him in the show, he's on his phone. He's texting with someone throughout mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. And that has, the only other person it could be is Jennifer too. Unless it's somebody outside of the party and that wouldn't be any fun at all. Right. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. We'll or see. is he just hacked into the security system? Right. Yeah, that's possible too. Maybe but... it's not like actually texting. Hmm. That's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I will say one thing. We'll find I out in two weeks. Of, we will. Although I am kind of hoping that they give us a clue style ending. Um, yeah. And uh, multiple, which means multiple endings, including wrong ones. We're, no, none of them are wrong. Well, okay, but they would be like, here's what would have happened if so-and-so So-and-so, -and -so. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would like it if they show how every single person could have done it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you just and you get to pick your own ending, like which one makes you happier? And Dustin will pick the Asper ending. Right. And then somehow it's still Tim Curry. <laughs> Spoilers for Clue, I Clue. guess, if anyone <laughs> had not seen it yet. It's on Paramount Love. Plus. Not that we're a movie podcast, but it is there. Well, considering they do every other genre, if we just treat Clue like its own genre, mm. I would like mm. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It deserves Maybe. it. It's a great movie. Yeah. That is, okay, so is that a geriatric millennial thing or is that a Gen X thing? Clue? Yeah. Oh, I think that's a geriatric millennial thing. I, I've really? had, seen, you... I've seen parts of Clue. But you haven't watched I, I all of it? I don't think so, no. But it came out in like the mid-80s. That's so not like... Yeah. Like yeah, it wasn't age-appropriate for Jerry. Maybe it's a boomer thing. It was totally age-appropriate for us. But also we caught it when it was like rerunning all the oh, time yeah. on television. Or like VHS, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's it's a geriatric millennial thing as far... Yeah, in that zone of like you see it rerunning on tv somewhere yeah because everyone watched it it's a good movie it's a great movie i bet it's better than reality bites <laughs> i don't know about that. was tim curry in reality bites was madeline khan in reality bites no 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 did anyone get murdered in Christopher reality? lloyd mike yeah. mckeon Martin Mull. No. Look at that it, cast. It, just, it has like the Jane best Garoppolo. cast. Uh, I mean, she's great. How do you know she's great if you haven't seen... 
I've Reality seen Bites. I know who Janine Garofalo is. <laughs> there's two Janine Garofalo movies. Well, there's three. There's 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 Reality Bites. There's um, um, Truth About Cats and Dogs, and then there's that uh, bad one with Dennis Leary. That's She's been my in wife more than three adores. Movies. I know, but not like memorable movies, like 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 iconic movies that people talk about. I don't think that's true. What can you name? Because what can you? Because after like, Truth About Cats and Dogs, she sort of slid off. Uh, she was in. Stop. Wasn't she in Dogma for like five seconds? Yeah, I thought so. Hold on. Sure, but that's not a Janine Garofalo movie. Mystery Men. Huh? She's in Mystery Men. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which was a bad. <laughs> Is that a Gen X or is that a, a geriatric millennial? Also, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Okay, fine. And that, every sequel. That wasn't her. Sure. Yes. Oh, Creep Pigeons, too. That was good. <laughs> Just going through her <laughs> filmography to, like, yeah, yeah. prove that. Still, her big movies were The Truth About Cats and Dogs and Reality Bites and The Matchmaker. No, it wasn't just those. She was in Titan A.E. Nobody well, knows what that is. Classic, classic movie. Oh, she was in remember. Felicity. Dustin loves Felicity. Oh, yeah. I do love Felicity, and I've seen it three times, and I don't recall her at all. <laughs> well, that seems like a problem. She was on yeah. the West Wing, Dustin. That's why. She's well, I remember from the West Wing. But she had one of the... She had one of the uh, cameos in Half Baked. Yeah, the like celebrity weed a... cameos. I love that. Dustin, she's been in a lot of stuff. Just because you don't, just because you don't recognize her. I'm not saying she hasn't been in a lot of stuff. It's just those aren't her movies. Larry Sanders Show. That was something that you you associate so you're, her you're, with. But you're talking about like her being the lead, or like a Janine Garofalo movie. Yes. Not everyone's a lead, Dustin. I know. That's, I know. That's okay. That's okay. It's not. That's not the. You know. Not oh. the, the role that everybody. Wants. I'm sorry. Not everyone can be a lead, but she was a medieval times waitress in the Cable Guy. <laughs> oh, was she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a bad movie. If it was such a bad movie, Dustin, then why did they make a Super Bowl commercial around it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was a bad movie then, and then it mysteriously gained a cult following, but it was still bad. Oh, 200 cigarettes. Who oh, had my God, that was a good movie. single yes. person the whole ever in generation, it. My entire generation was in that. Yes, that is the, that is the forgotten Gen X movie <laughs> both Afflecks, Chappelle wow Angela Featherstone Elvis Costello yes like who I named my child after Gabby Hoffman Courtney Love. yeah All right. mm. well we're just reading IMDb now so yeah that's it feels right. like it's time for us to, <laughs> to end the show uh not forever just for today uh oh Martha Plimpton um <laughs> Oh, Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd. Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, no, we're not a movie podcast, but maybe everyone should go watch 200 what? Cigarettes. Okay, what would you do if I watched 200 Cigarettes but still didn't watch Reality Bites? That would be weird. <laughs> I mean, 200 Cigarettes was fine. It was the cast was better than the movie. Hmm. But it was it was a fine movie. Reality Bites is like amazing. I just want you to watch Reality Bites so you can answer the question for me. What was your question? I, it doesn't matter because you haven't seen it. I it's thought like, the question was just whether it was a Gen X movie or a no. The question was, movie. the question was, would you have chosen Ben Stiller or Ethan Hawke? And and for people of Gen X, the answer is completely obvious. But apparently, yes. But, but apparently, from this Cosman book, millennials and boomers would both have taken Ben Stiller. Because Ben Stiller was nice, he was secure, uh, he was good to her, he was like everything you wanted. And Ethan Hawke was a total asshole. Oh, is this but like when Ethan people Hawk tried to talk about uh, 16 Candles and like w- like she should have taken Decky or whatever? Maybe, but the, the difference between, in this particular movie, the difference between Ethan Hawke and Ben Stiller was all about... Ben Stiller sold out and Ethan Hawke didn't. And this idea of selling out is a very 90s idea. Oh, right. Oh, but yeah. that's, then that's how yeah. you end up uh, idolizing the you, wrong we, people in rent. Because ger- geriatric millennials exactly. understand that there is no, like selling out is the goal because right. holding to right. ideals, like, like the stack, the, the cards are stacked against you no matter what. So the only possible chance you have to get out of student loans and everything else is to you know you hope to one day have the opportunity to sell out right which Um, is crazy because i'm like 18 years into job and i would never sell out (laughs) it's just not in me i would sell out and it feels oh yeah it's it feels like antithetical to who I am. Guys, there's probably not And that not is even so reality be, bites. There's not going to be any social security by the time we're old enough. Yeah. Like, like yeah, not selling out is great if you, when you're like a teenager or in your 20s and you assume like you're going to be dead by 30. Yeah. But then you live past 30 and you realize you should have started trying to sell out earlier. I, and maybe I should have learned that lesson, but it's so no, ingrained. No, because you're Gen X and yeah. you're making it work. You're well, making it work. Until I in, until I get too old to do this, and then what do I got? I got nothing. <laughs> you have Penny. Penny. You have Penny. All right, that's right. Speaking of which, I've got to take the dog out. And All right. It's a good well, time to end the podcast. That's the show. We'll be back next week with uh, more stuff. We'll be one episode closer to the end of uh, the after party. I'm sure we'll be talking about Severance and who knows what else. Uh, but uh, oh, our, big order. March, our big March. Oh, thing. that's right. I forgot. Oh, that's right. Uh, we're gonna. We're also gonna do a March bracket. Uh, March Madness. Gonna, no, we're not allowed to call it March. We're not allowed to use March, that term. Uh, so really, it'll be a yeah. That is a that is a. Are we, are we calling it the Super Bowl? <laughs> we're going to have a March Super Bowl. Here uh, we go. We'll, we'll have a TV tournament where we are going to decide, we're going to use it to decide uh, what show we will uh, binge in probably July is my guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so over, over the five episodes in March, we will be arguing uh, the rounds and arguing them down until we get to the 
the winner at the end of the month. So look out for that. Plus, you know, normal TV stuff and what we're if drinking. We time, we're going to have a lot of shows to argue about. Right. Although Dustin did promise that the first round will go quick. We'll be lightning. Yes. That's what he claims. I don't. We're going to try to lightning it. We'll see. But we'll have a we'll have a nice bracket for everybody to look at and yell at us over. <laughs> um, and uh, it's going to go great. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, that's next week. Uh, and have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Remember when I thought you could just reseed things? <laughs> I still don't know what that word means. <laughs>